Hi folks, Gary Kelly here, and today I'm uploading a podcast from a recent webinar I did about live streaming. So many businesses are going online now and indeed exploring how they can function more both online and from home. And a great way to continue to reach your audience and grow that reach is to live stream events, whether you're reviewing a product, giving advice or even running a webinar. There's no doubt live streaming does work and if done right, can be quite powerful. However, you need to know what you are doing, so hopefully the following podcast will help you with that. This is a GK Media Podcast. So what is live streaming? Well, live streaming is the transmission or receiving live video and audio coverage of an event over the internet. So what are the benefits? Well, there are lots. It's easy. Once you get the hang of it, it is relatively an easy process. There's zero editing involved. Often, the most cumbersome task of doing a video project is the actual editing of it because it generally takes eight times the length of the actual recorded time of footage. Live streaming is very popular and it's getting more and more popular. And even Facebook are saying that in the next few years, most of the content on their platform will all be video based. Video as well gives us a great insight. We get to hear a person, we get to see a person, it creates better engagement and people tend to stay watching a video a lot longer when it's live streamed as opposed to a pre-packaged video which is just published through a social media channel. It does create more exposure and it does create more reach. It also allows monetization And if you embed your YouTube videos, for example, onto your website, it attracts greater traffic to your website. Websites are 50 times more likely to appear on the first page of a search engine because it features video on it. Now, there are issues as well with live streaming that we need to be aware of, but they are manageable and they can be solved. When it comes to live streaming, it's important you have a strong internet connection. If you can work off an Ethernet, even better. But you need to make sure that where you are setting up your camera, it can still get a good Wi-Fi signal. Batteries as well are often an issue. So you need to make sure that whatever camera you're using, it doesn't eat up batteries because video does take up a lot of battery power. You also need to have good light. You want to make sure that the subject isn't a silhouette that the light really is coming from behind the camera. And there are a number of camera issues and audio issues as well, technical issues that you can come across when live streaming. And speaking of streaming platforms, there's a number of them out there, but the more popular ones would be the likes of Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Vimeo. Now, Instagram and Facebook, really, if you're live streaming on those channels, they're really only relevant to those who actually follow you and also to those who actually have an account on Facebook or Instagram. What is good about live streaming on Instagram and Facebook is people can have a live chat with you and they can also share the responses through emojis. And this is where YouTube comes in because if you're looking to reach a wider audience with your live streaming or perhaps you want to set up a stream that anyone anywhere can view, well, definitely live streaming via YouTube is the way to go. Also, when a live stream finishes, you have the option to save it to your channel or simply delete it. Now, bear in mind, you do need to have a verified account for this, which basically means that YouTube has your phone number. And any video anyways that is published on YouTube that is more than 15 minutes in length 
does need to be a verified account. It's a very straightforward procedure and it only takes a couple of minutes to do and YouTube will guide you through that process. So as I said, you can save your video when streaming via YouTube Live. You can also do the same if you're going via Facebook Live or IGTV. Periscope is another form of live streaming, not as popular as it once was, but to save the video, you do need to modify the settings. And there are actually quite a few streaming servers out there where it doesn't actually let you save the file, or if it does, it deletes it after 24 hours. So in terms of equipment, the three main types that we will look at are mobile phones, DSLR cameras, and your standard camcorders. So let's look at mobile phones. Well, the phone will need to firstly be static. You can't be roaming around with the phone. There's privacy issues there, which we'll come to shortly, but ideally you need to have the phone static. And how do you have the phone static? Well, you can clip it onto a wall or attach it to a tripod. But you also got to be aware of the orientation because if you, for instance, are live streaming on the likes of Facebook, well, then you need to be in portrait orientation. If it's on YouTube, landscape orientation. So you need to know what way to position your phone based on the streaming platform that you're using. You also need to have your phone on airplane mode because you don't want anyone phoning you while you're live streaming. Also, with some phones, is they have face detection built in. This can become an issue because if someone walks across the main speaker while they're talking, the face detection might pick up on that person passing by and suddenly the main speaker is out of focus. Again, as I was saying earlier, when videoing, it does take up a huge amount of battery power. So you need to make sure that your phone is fully charged. Also, you need to be able to get equipment so you can hook up external audio equipment because if your phone is at the back, for example, it's going to be very poor audio quality to be able to hear what the main speaker is saying. So you need to be connecting external audio. So you need to be connecting the in-house audio into your phone. Personally speaking, phones are not the ideal situation when it comes to live streaming. DSLR is another option. Again, the battery life on these cameras might only last maybe 60 minutes. There's restricted recording length with DSLRs. So basically, they will record for 30 minutes. After that, you need to restart again. So again, not ideal. The bodies of your camera can range from 800 to 2000. The most expensive element of any DSLR are the lenses. And the more you invest in the lens, the better the quality of the lens. And you got to decide then, do you want a prime lens, which is basically a fixed setting lens, or do you want a zoom lens where you can actually zoom in and out and decide what wide shot you want. One issue, though, certainly with DSLRs is their weight. They are quite heavy, especially the lenses. Again, you have the same issue as I spoke about with a phone where the audio quality wouldn't be great. They have inbuilt microphones or you can get little condenser microphones that you can attach to the shoe part of the camera. But ideally, you'd want to be connecting your in-house audio into your camera if you're live streaming from your DSLR. A lot of DSLRs wouldn't have an inbuilt Wi-Fi system either to enable live streaming. So this is where I think camcorders are ideal for live streaming. You can get for a relatively cheap 4K video cameras, which have built-in Wi-Fi, so they can connect to the internet for you. 
They also have HDR functions, which a lot of the newer smartphones have. And that means it helps with high exposures and low light, and it creates a balance so you're getting the best picture quality possible. Also, the battery life on camcorders is a lot better than mobile phones or DSLRs. Make sure your SD card is a class 10 because you are going to be recording 4K video. Also with a camcorder, you have the option of deciding your composition because they all have zoom lenses built in to the body of the camera as opposed to you having to spend an extra couple of grand more on investing in your camera. Do though avoid GoPros because GoPros have a set wide shot. So the wide shot may be too wide for the composition that you want, meaning that you're going to have to keep re-angling and removing your camera to get that correct fixed position. Whereas with a standard camcorder, you can zoom in and get the composition that you want. Something else is Mevo, which is a camera that live streams and it works via your phone or your tablet for both Android and iOS. So you can actually have a wide shot and then you can create a series of different shots within that wide shots. So you can have medium shots, close-ups, and it's the case of just tapping on the screen. So although it's just one camera angle, it creates the effect of a multiple camera setup. Again, it shoots in 4K. The sensors are really good. It does allow you to have a plug-in for external audio. And a lot of reality TV shows now use Mevo cameras. Now my background is also in radio. I've been working in local and national radio in Ireland since 2007. And when it comes to video, an audience can forgive poor visuals, but they will never forgive poor audio. If we cannot hear clearly what someone is saying, then the message is completely lost. So it's worth investing in good audio quality. I consider low quality to be built-in microphones that you get on the likes of DSLRs and smartphones. Medium quality would be microphones that you can connect, which are USB microphones or 3.5 millimeter, also known as mini jack microphones. But your best professional quality microphones are XLR microphones. So if you have microphones that you use in your church, well, make sure that your streaming device is also connected to the in-house audio from those microphones. You can, if it makes life easier, just connect a lapel clip-on mic to yourself, which connects to your streaming platform as well. But always make sure you're getting good audio quality for your live stream. Now, when it comes to mixing, I find the Blackmagic ATEM Mini an ideal piece of hardware for you to use. It allows you to switch between different equipment, allowing you to capture multiple video or audio sources and switch between them during your actual live broadcast. So, for example, if communion is taking place, you can switch to maybe those playing music or a secondary location camera, or you can insert a slideshow. It certainly enhances the visual experience for the viewer. And with this Blackmagic mixer, it's ideal for streaming on the likes of YouTube, Skype, or for business presentations. It has a USB output for web streaming. There's four HDMI inputs, so you can connect four cameras, or you can have three cameras and one computer, 
or one camera, three computers if needed. There's picture-in-picture effects and transitions in full HD. There's two stereo audio inputs for connecting table or clip-on microphones. There's also internal media storage, so you can have graphics there. So if someone is maybe reading a prayer, their name can come up on the screen. You can have logos as well. So if you have a logo for your church, that can also appear. And there's great supports as well for the audio, such as compressors, six band equalizers and more. It's very easy to use once you get the hang of it, but it is a great piece of hardware and it doesn't cost a huge amount of money. But in terms of equipment, you need to consider having a laptop or a computer, having a camera, a microphone, your audio mixer, your software, your internet access, and your streaming channels. So for example, we have our computer connected to our Blackmagic mixer. We have our possible Blackmagic camera. We have a Mevo camera. We have a camcorder. Our audio mixer could be taken from the in-house audio mixer in the church. The software is, for instance, built into the Blackmagic. The internet access, we just make sure through our computer that we have got internet access and our streaming channel will be YouTube. So although it can seem quite complicated, with just a few practical things, you can be set up and ready to go very quickly. Now, this is definitely an area that you need to be fully aware of and put in place, and it regards privacy and copyright. Bear in mind, there are 4.5 billion internet users worldwide, and your live stream has the potential of reaching all of them. So you need to inform attendees that will be broadcast via live streaming. You should also have a disclaimer in your bulletin, newsletter, website and any other way in which you communicate with your community. It's important as well to keep notifying attendees too that this service is currently being live streamed. I recommend that any organisation creates a no video zone within their location as well. So people can be guaranteed 100% that if they sit in a particular area, there is no possibility whatsoever of them being captured during the live stream. I would always advise anyone to exercise particular care with minors. So avoid putting their names on the live stream and only proceed if you have authorization from their parents or guardians. You also need to be aware that musical performances and readings of another person's work, even poems, do raise copyright issues. And copyright basically is permission to make copies, whether it be digital, print or recorded material. And that can even break down into two areas, economic and moral. So economic allows the creator to charge anyone who wishes to copy, perform or record their work for any commercial or non-commercial use. And moral allows the creator to protect the work from any change which might be considered offensive or not in keeping with their wishes. So you need to make sure that any literary work that is read during the service, that you have the permission to read it, and any musical performances that is live streamed, that you have again permission to broadcast that piece of music. So this is where I would advise you to consider securing a blanket license for music, video and or streaming. Now, YouTube as well has systems in place to catch and cut off broadcast copyright violators with regards to background music and embedded videos. So YouTube has an inbuilt system to capture any music which it knows copyright permission hasn't been given. 
And what it will literally do is cancel or end your live stream. Take note as well that if you're not on your own property, you likely need to get a location release from the property owner in order to legally broadcast the venue space. Always check the area that will be visible in your live stream for any screens, posters, logos or artwork because again, you wouldn't have permission to live stream or broadcast these. Finally then, consider written permission, consent form before broadcast from any featured individuals in your live stream, whether they are minors or adults. And then I would recommend that you scan these consent forms and save them somewhere on your computer or on a cloud, but make sure that that data is well protected, that there are passwords so they aren't easily accessible by others. Again, another option during your live stream is to have a secondary location that you can stream from. So again, you could have a second camera or you could have a backup slide that pop up during the stream. Again, it's always handy to have a B button you can switch to in case of any interference or emergency situations. Final tips, practice, practice, practice. So before you go live, I would actually practice from start to finish just to make sure that it all operates smoothly. Make sure you have good light, so plenty of light on the main speakers have good audio. Make sure that your camera is stable and secure. Ensure you have good internet connection or a good Wi-Fi connection. Ensure you have a disclaimer that live streaming has taken place and make sure that any individuals featured in the live stream do sign a consent form before the broadcast. When posting your video then online, do make use of hashtags and most of all, enjoy the process. So there you go. Hopefully that helps you get a better understanding of what you need to do to live stream an event. As always, you can contact my company, GK Media, directly if you need further help or wish to avail of an online consultation. Please follow GK Media on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook and LinkedIn. Gary Talks is now on Instagram as well, so I would love to hear from you. And if you want to join the conversation, you can also WhatsApp us at plus three five three nine one five six four eight seven zero. And most importantly, please subscribe to this podcast. Thank you.